As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey, I'm Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels and 66ers baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Tori Hunter Jr. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. Hey, what is up? It is your boy, Johnny Mags, back at you once again for another edition of the All Angels Podcast. I'm joined, as always, with... Daniel Garcia. Another week, another week down, so closer we get to the end of the season. Well, we got Bittersweet. Uh, um, one more full week of games for a podcast, and after that, um, the week after that, we'll probably have our week, our year-end re- uh, like review re- mm-hmm. uh, awards, because then Sunday's going to be the last game. and Yeah. Yeah, so it... it Season went fast. I mean, obviously it didn't go the way a lot of fans wanted it to go, but I think overall it, it went pretty fast. Yeah, it, it, it always kind of flies by. By the time you know it, it's late September and you're like, damn. And it sucks even worse when you're not in the playoffs. But bittersweet, I say, because we're all kind of hoping that for it to be over so we can move on to 2020 for the Angels. But it's always cool to watch the playoffs, you know, uh, evolve or the playoffs kind of finalize it at the end of a baseball season. And even though the Angels aren't in it, like, I know I watched the playoffs, so it's going to be – it's it's good. Either way, change is good. 2020, we look to it. So we're going to get into the week review, but before we do that, I'd like to t- take a second to, you know, have a word from our, our newest sponsor, and it's Blue Chew. So do you remember, guys, those days when you were always ready to go, want to increase your performance to get that extra confidence in the bed? Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue, like the stupid Dodger blue. But Blue Chew brings you – the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works. You can take it any time of the day or night on a full or empty stomach, and since they are chewable, they work twice as fast as any pill. You can even be ready whenever the opportunity arises. So if you can benefit from a little extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow through. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no awkwardness. Uh, they're made in the USA, and since <clears throat> Blue, Chew prepares, Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than the pharmacy. Right now, we got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use special promo code ARMCHAIR. Just $5 for shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code ARMCHAIR. Try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. Blue Chew. All right, so let's get into it, man. Uh, last We recorded on a Thursday. They had an off day. They started that series against Tampa Bay. We knew it wasn't going to be easy. Tampa Bay is uh, right there in the mix of things. This was a game where uh, 
It didn't go so well for Andrew Heaney. He went three and a third. He gave up ten hits, six earned runs. He didn't walk anybody. He bid three strikeouts. Um, everybody who came in to pitch for the Angels in that game gave up at least one run, and that's not a recipe to win a game. No, no. Um, Andrew Heaney, I was there at the game because it was the bobblehead giveaway. That's right, yeah. But um, Andrew Heaney did have some trouble in the first inning, but he got out of it with um, Cole Calhoun throwing out a guy at home yeah. for a third out. So mm-hmm. he kind of felt, okay, he got out of it. No damage done. Okay, maybe you can work through it. Second inning, shutdown inning. I think maybe only one guy got on base. If not, it was a one, two, three inning. So you're like, okay, cool. Got, you survived the kind of the blitz um, in the first inning. Second inning was really easy. So you kind of thought maybe he got things rolling. But the third inning was just a, I think that's where it all started coming apart when they went the four runs in the fourth inning. Yeah, it was just kind of just from there. Like everyone who, like I said, everyone who came in in relief after Heaney gave up at least one run as well. So it's just they couldn't stop the bleeding. This game finished eleven to four for Tampa Bay. The Angels only scored <coughs> four runs on eight hits. And uh, again, this is a Tampa team that's really good. You know, you, you you hope to get at least one, or hopefully they can squeak two past them. But Tampa Bay again is no joke. So we move on to Saturday. Uh, this was a game. It was a close game, better than the, the game before. I mean, this was a very close game. Yeah, I mean, Jaime Bray, you didn't get to it, but had a really good game. Yeah, he went five and a third, three hits, two in runs, two walks, uh, four strikeouts. He pitched okay, but no offense in this game. They just scored one run, and it was in the seventh, and that was all. They only had one run on six hits in the entire game. And even then, that that one run was on a wild pitch in the seventh, so it wasn't like it was really – I mean, yeah, they kind of had to manufacture the guy getting over to third, but for the most part, it wasn't a hit or a, a home run or something that got the guy over. It was more of a, a mistake by the other team to get that one run. This The offense was non, um, you know, didn't show up at all this game, and then you give up three runs in the sixth inning on a double. Um, you know, so there, there's, a, there's a scoring right there, three to one. But Jaime Barea, again, like you said, um, you know, to be honest, you know, Jaime Barea, Jose Suarez, these younger guys – are going to have to perform next year if they want to even sniff this rotation. If the if the Angels make moves like a lot of people think they they are, um, if these guys want to continue to be in the rotation, they're going to start having to perform. You know, at the end of this year, it's kind of mm-hmm. over. But going into spring training and maybe the beginning of next year, these guys are really going to have to kind of take the next step, or else um, they'll you know more than likely find themselves in Triple A for the majority of next year. Yeah, the Angels looked. Uh, you know, we talked about it on last week's show about. Possible moves the Angels are going to do, and obviously the top of the, the top of the list for the Angels is pitching. And like you said, if if these guys want to be impactful, they're going to have to start performing. Berea, Sandoval, uh, Suarez, uh, even Dylan Peters—they <clears throat> all they want to be a part of the pitching staff in 2020. They're going to have to step up their game for real, man. I agree with you 100. percent So, moving into Sunday's game, the Angels look to salvage a series. Speak of the devil, uh, Sandoval pitched in this game. He only went four, two hits, one run, one walk, four strikeouts. He's continuing to kind of be on that, you could tell, that pitch count limit. Kind of letting him get his work in now and not extending him super far. Uh, Again, end of the year, young guy, let him get his work in, but there's no reason to push him to like 90 or 100 pitches right now. Something you can maybe do. Beginning of next year, maybe if he, again if he starts the season out in AAA, you can stretch him out that way. But as of right now, towards the end of the year, there's no real need to um, stretch him out and do it that way. No, I agree. I mean, nothing to play for here. I'm sure if we were in a situation where we needed him to eat up innings, and right? Need, if it, I mean, then, if, yeah, if, if they're more competitive, if they were, you know, at yeah. this point and still like three games out or whatever, the last wild card spot, spot, I'm sure there's a ton of things that have been going on that would be totally different. Oh, for sure. Uh, and this one, the race took the lead early with a run in the first inning. And the Angels answered right back with the RBI double by Pujols. 
The Angels will take the lead in the second with an RBI double by Walsh and would tack on another, giving them a 3-1 lead. And in the fifth inning, the Angels would add three more to their lead with uh, with a three-run home run by Albert Pujols. Albert hooks one out to left field, hit well, Meadows. Moving back, gone! Big fly for Albert Pujols. Now it is four home runs away from Willie Mays on the all-time home run list. 6-1, Halos! That would give the Angels a 6-1 lead. Thanks, Victor. Uh, the Rays would score three more on Buttrey, making it close, but that would be it. Uh, Angels would win this one 6-4, and Undertaker gets a save. We're not worse! Right now, he'd be saying, we're nasty. <laughs> um, One thing to take away from this one, man, Buttrey just continues to kind it's, of struggle. It's, it's, it's hit or miss because yeah. um, the next on the Wednesday night, game, Wednesday, he, Wednesday yeah. game he, he was part of a great bullpen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think three guys out of the bullpen did a great job, but Kevin Smith going three for four pool holes. You know, for as much crap as people want to give him for the contract, which I completely understand, like, don't get me wrong, but if you were to tell me at the, at the beginning of this year that between him, Trout, Otani, uh, Upton, who would be the guy that's healthy at the end of the year? <laughs> you could probably go through that whole list, yeah. and and Pujols would not be the last one standing. Yeah. Um. So for for his age and for what he can do, he's been really durable. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I mean, obviously the contract is, is what it is. Not worth the money now, right? right, right. I and mean, we've talked yeah. about that before as yeah. far as what the contract is, but from what he's given you right now at the age and and the production, you know, it's kind of crazy to think about how much he is helping the Angels at this point, even if it's a game here and a game there, but. When there's a game where there's not a whole lot of offense, you know, he comes in and, and gets a three-run home run. That's half your points, I think, or half your runs. And then I think also, to the double, he hits another guy in for that. Yeah. So he's definitely your majority of your uh, run-producing kind of guy. So it, it seems like you look at the boxer and he's got at least one RBI, like recently, too, in the last two Boy, months. He's, like, and, Jesus. And I think we've talked about this on other seasons, like last season. Like, you don't really think about it, but then you look up, and then at the end of the year, Pools has, like, 98 or 100 RBIs. And yeah. You just kind of think to yourself, when did he get all these? Because you're always thinking, oh, ground out, oh, double play, oh, this, oh, that, or he's not healthy. But, yeah, you, you, you look up, and he has, like, 100 RBIs at the end of the year, and you're just kind of thinking to yourself, wow, I guess that was actually pretty productive. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's your 20, 25 home run. 95 to 105 RBIs type guy, and I'll take that. I mean, obviously, like you said, money-wise, you're like, ah, okay, but whatever. It is what it is. You take what you can get, I guess, and I'll take that all day, man. Uh, so they, they win they win that game 6-4, the Salvages Series. They had an off, another a lot of off days in September or August. Yeah, it's weird. like they have this off day, and then they're going to have another off day next on this coming Monday, and then obviously the Monday after that, they're, they're off completely because I think that's right. the end of the year. But right. Yeah, you look at the calendar. If you get a calendar like we got from opening day, I think mm-hmm. there's like three Mondays in a row. Boom, yeah. boom, boom, boom. They have, they've had off. Uh, so they had an off day, and they started a series in New York on Tuesday. Uh, they lost this one 8-0. to zero. Uh, Noy Ramirez was the opener. He gave, he went one inning, quote-unquote, one plus, I guess you can call it. Gave up one hit, two in runs, a walk, and two Ks. But then Suarez came in, two and two-thirds. Seven hits, six in runs, uh, two walks, three Ks. The Yankees scored two in the second, and then they six more in the in the fourth, and that was it. No offense for the Angels, zero runs on six hits. Yeah, and you know, kind of like we were talking about Albert being the only, you know, guy you guess producer in the lineup. Um, Simmons at times, but it almost seems like Albert's the more consistent guy right now in the lineup. But um, yeah, kind of like you said, no way goes for one to put him out for a second inning. Um, doesn't get an out, leaves two guys on, and puts kind of Suarez. That's why, in my personal opinion, you know, if you're going to do the opener, which is great, that's cool. Like I have no problem with it. But 
you almost have to let them, this quote-unquote bolt guy or the guy that's used to being a starter, I almost feel more comfortable laying him in on a fresh inning. Like, yeah, started an inning. Right. Like, okay, yeah. if Noe's in trouble, then, you know, obviously it's, it's the September call-ups. Use another bullpen guy to get out of that second inning and then let Suarez come in the third fresh. Yeah. You know, nothing on, you know, no one on, no one out or anything like that. But, um, you know, stuff like that, you really kind of have to start thinking about if that's messing with their head at all. But, uh, yeah, not a great outing by either Noe or Suarez with, with the beginning of the game. Yeah, again, no run on six hits. So it is what it is. So moving into Wednesday, the Yankees had an opportunity to clinch the Eastern Division with a win. Um, this is a game where Dylan Peters started. He went four innings, five hits, two in runs, two walks, two strikeouts. Uh, Press me was Bard because Bard went in, came in, threw three innings. He gave up no hits, no runs, no walks, five strikeouts for Bard. Great, great outing for him. The Angels took a took the lead first in the third as Albert singles home Fletcher and Smith singles home Simmons, giving the Angels a 2 nothing lead. Then the Yankees would answer right back. Uh, um, on the bottom half of that inning with a judge two-run home run, and the Angels would load the bases, and this is crazy, they would load the bases up in the sixth, only score one run, and that came on a comebacker by Albert Pujols to the pitcher, who absolutely just chucked it way over the catcher's head. Now we're little Bowser back toward the mound, Olivino comes home, he throws it to the backstop! What an awful throw by Olivino! The run scores, it's 3-2, to two. he tried to shot put that thing. And that would be it as the Angels get the win and Undertaker comes in to shut the door and get get the win 3-2. to two. Right now, he'd be saying, we're nasty. <laughs> what, a, what a way to win a game. On yeah, a, on you a know, when you, when you struggle like the Angels are right we'll now, you'll it. take a win any way you can. But kind of like what you're saying, Bard, Bard, Buttry, and Robles, between the three, five, five total innings, no earned runs, and only one hit. And that one hit was off of Robles in the ninth. So, again... That and that to me, this is the frustrating part. You understand, you lose game, you win the game, but you see how good that bullpen can be because that's a Yankees, that's a dominant Yankees lineup. I mean, mm-hmm. and for a team that coming into the series struggled getting up the home run, Yankee Stadium isn't exactly the best place to be playing if oh, you yeah. if you have trouble giving up the home run. But you see guys like Bard, Butchery, and Robles all come in, and Robles is doing a phenomenal job. We have a, a question about that later. We'll get to more into what he's been doing, but um, yeah, you. To see three guys go five innings and give up no runs in one hand against one of the best lineups in baseball, you you know you tend to feel a little more confident about what could happen next year if you know if the bullpen isn't stretched out so much and the, and the starting pitcher goes deeper and, and guys are fresher at this time next year. So um, again, as Angel fans, you're kind of just kind of picking and choosing what you can look forward to. And I think something like this, a day like this, um, it, it, it definitely makes you feel a little bit better. So they would win this one, and today, as of today, we're recording on Thursday the nineteenth. They played. Game's over now. Um, this is a game where Andrew Heaney got the start. Obviously, it wasn't his best outing. I don't have numbers. I don't know if you have the numbers in front of Yeah, you right he went five innings, gave up six runs, five yeah. hits. Um, eight strikeouts. I mean, his strikeouts always seem to be high, but yeah. it's just hard hit balls, giving up two home runs again for a team that that has trouble with the home run. Um, giving up four overall in today's game, definitely not a, a, a plus. Um, Middleton, I mean – for fans, Middleton is definitely a guy you want to keep on looking at. He had another inning done today, two strikeouts out of his three batters he faced. Um, you know, quick inning, so that's always good for moving forward. But yeah, kind of like what you said, um, you know, pitching hurt. You get three up in the bottom of the first or bottom of the second. Sorry, um, you know, the only real bright spot. I'm not gonna. Well, one of the only real bright spots of 
of late has been Cole Calhoun and 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 Pujols. Cole Calhoun is quietly having a really really good year, and what a lot of people are expecting to be a contract year. Yeah, thirty-two home runs now. 32 home runs. Yep, exactly. That's insane. I'll take that. Thirty-two home runs. Seventy-two um, RBIs. Uh, pulling it up right now. Seventy-two RBIs. Yep. And yep. batting. You know, obviously his average isn't what people want it to be, being at two thirty-five. But I mean, considering what had happened to him last year in in the straight power outage, I guess you want to call it last year, but. I mean, if you just look at his last seven games, he has four home runs, batting three twenty. Um, you know, even going back a little bit, even further than that last thirty. I mean, obviously his average dips a little bit to two thirty six, but uh, six home runs, twelve RBIs. Uh, he's definitely a guy right now that is playing for a contract, and not to mention his defensive um, presence he has. Like we mentioned on the on the Friday game, throwing a guy out at home, a couple of diving, great diving catches in this Yankee series, but a guy that's definitely going to be playing for a contract. Well, a lot of people believe, at least you know. The options there, but a lot of people are thinking that thirteen million dollars that the Angels would have to owe him um, would be really nice to put towards a, a starting pitcher or even maybe a secondary starting pitching. So um, this guy may might know something, and he's just playing his ass off right now because it, it's showing he's he's producing almost every time he's up, up uh, during a game. For sure, like like you said, even if the Angels don't pick it up, he's 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 wanting other teams to kind of say, "Look at me," you know. Um, and he's doing a great job. What you know, what he brings to right field defensively alone is an asset on any team. But if he can hit you thirty home runs and drive in close to eighty RBIs, any team in the major league. Oh can yeah, take and that. and and we've always said that about Cole. Is he your? Should he be your number one option offensively? No, probably not even number two or number three. But if he can be your fourth guy, fifth guy in the in the lineup that you're looking to get production out of, he that that I think that slot fits perfectly. Um, on top of his defensive skills, it, when he's not asked to be the main, you know, run producer, main home run guy, I think he can flourish in that kind of role. And I think he's kind of showing that this year. When you had, you know, for, obviously for the majority of the season, you guys had um, Trout, Otani, Upton that can kind of take some of that load off him, that expectation off him, and whatever he gives you is just a plus after he reaches like that twenty-five. Like honestly, like once he reaches that twenty-five home run. Um, you know, maybe now seventy five RBI kind of. Mm-hmm. Now everything else is just kind of extra. Like I, oh, yeah. I, I, coming into the season, I didn't, I wouldn't expect him to hit. You know, thirty five. You know, maybe at the end of the year, maybe like a thirty seven, thirty eight home runs. Yeah. But I guess you know the way the ball's been um, bouncing around. I guess that's not unexpected now looking back at it. But definitely at the beginning of the year it was something that I wasn't um, seeing in the future. But it's great to see him out there producing. For sure, man. Uh, Cole Calhoun's a great guy, and, and it's good to see him. You know. Get them home runs. So that finishes up the week. Not another great week for the Angels. It almost seems like they're only getting about one or two wins per week every time we do a podcast. Hey, so. but at least that we only had that one week where they got shut out. We haven't had a week since then. Yeah, so yeah. there you go. At least. Uh, that's when it started to get rough. That's when it started yeah, to get rough. Yeah, that's when, yeah. Uh, so that wraps it up. They, they, they lose two out of three to both. Tampa and New York, I guess to be expected. These are two really good. Well, teams. like like we said, like okay, so the Yankees won tonight. They clinched. The they East. clinched the East. So there's a division winner. Uh, Tampa Bay in the hunt for that wild card spot. They are in the wild card hunt. Um, if they don't have it, they're probably only a game or or a game or a half a game out of that wild card spot. So these next handful of games from now to the rest of the year, uh, I mean, they're going to Houston tomorrow. They're obviously clinched already. I believe yeah. hundred wins. Um, they come back home. They play Oakland and then Houston again. So again, these and Oakland's playing for everything right now too, as far as wild card spot. So everyone they're playing has something to play for. Um, it kind of sucks. Uh, um, Maria Torres on on Twitter 
uh, posted something today that the Angels could have a, fr- a front row view on a couple clinches this next couple they got, series. They got one already. Right. So, so um, A's can clinch. Uh, I think uh, Houston can probably clinch like the um, like home field home advantage, field advantage. Managed, and stuff like that. So, uh, it kind of sucks that it has to be with the Angels every time. But you know. Hey, maybe that's an extra incentive for next year for them to say, hey, we want to celebrate next yeah, year. We want to be in know, that position. Yeah, I mean, definitely something to where you want it to be a little bit different next year, but that's for sure. <laughs> All right, so um, that wraps it up for the week. Obviously, there's some news that went on. I mean, I think the biggest Obviously. news is... Uh, Renifo is broken. Oh, hand. yeah. Um, <laughs> not, not some guy named Trout who's no. going to miss the remainder of the year, right? Yeah, so I mean... Everyone out there knows he's been, you know, dealing with a foot issue. Um, hasn't played in the month of September, I don't no. think. No, so, I don't think. No. So finally, you know, the rumor coming in, and last time we talked, last podcast, the talk was that he was going to play at some point in the homestand against against the Devil Rays. Uh, not well, the Rays, not the Devil Rays anymore. Yeah. I'm dating myself. Get it straight, man. Right? Um, but he, he was put in the lineup to Saturday, scratched. Got put in the lineup against Sunday, I believe, scratched. Um and so now he has joined the, the list of many, it seems like, in being shut down for the rest of the year and needing surgery on his foot, his right foot. So he was shut down Sunday after the game. Um, it was one of those things you hear him talk, his press conference. It felt great, but once he started moving and trying to do these these on-field activities, which he tried before games, um, it just flared up and, and was really painful from the walk. So they shut him down. Surgery, I believe, is tomorrow, which is Friday. So, um, And I haven't seen anything as far as it – uh, hindering his uh, spring training time, or him, you know, obviously, if you had a maybe, maybe if you had a, tr- a, uh, a trip planned at the end of the year, maybe that's put on hold. Right. But um, you know, as far as him getting back into tr- Mike Trout form for spring training, I don't think that's in danger at all. But again, um, right foot shut down for the rest of the year, surgery on Friday. So hopefully, whatever has been ailing him in the in the right foot, they're able to fix it, fix it well, and he can get back to his. MVP performance, and we can talk about that a little bit later because I think we have a question about that. Yeah, and you know, I'm, I'm, let let it happen now. Do the surgery now, get a jump start on it, so maybe it doesn't affect so much of his spring. Right, you know? and I like that the fact yeah. that they're doing it Friday and they're not waiting for the end of the year. Yeah. Get it done now. Let him go home. Let him relax. He bought a brand new house along the beach. Let him enjoy that. And and um, it's great as an Angel fan not having to worry about going into an off season. With the rumors about, are they going to trade Trout? You know he's going to Philly. You know he's going to New York. What are they going to do? He end up with he the Dodgers. Be here. He doesn't want to be here. He's going to go over here, go over there. No, he's done. It is guaranteed <laughs> that he's going to be in Tempe yeah. um, with the Angels uh, for spring training next year. And as an Angel fan, at least you have that to put your hat on. For sure, for sure. You know, that that is the biggest news. Like you said, Renhifo. Um, Broken. It, it was weird too because I don't know if he saw it Monday or Tuesday night at the first game of the Yankee series. He swung the bat, and mm-hmm. then I don't know. It was just weird because he. Did, I don't know if he fouled the fouled it off and the vibration from the bat or what. But yeah, he swung, was... missed it, and then you see him kind of bend over and grab his hand, and you're kind of thinking to yourself like, "What happened there?" Yeah. Ended up being a broken, um, a broken bone in his in his hand, like we said, his left hand. Um, so again, he has surgery. He's going to be out for the rest of the year. Shut him down. Um, but it was just kind of a weird situation where it, you know, it didn't seem like he was doing anything that you would think, oh, that caused – he didn't get – you know, you see you guys get drilled with like a 95-mile-per-hour fastball yeah. in, in on the hands, and you're like, oh, oh wow, crap. that's something that's yeah. going to break. But 
he swung, missed, and then, yeah, it was just kind of a fluky kind of deal, which, I mean, the Angel season's been <laughs> kind of like that when it comes to injuries. Um, but, yeah, so he shut down. So, again, added to the list of Canning, Trout, Otani, Upton. Um, I'm sure I'm probably missing another, like, 10 guys. Uh, Cam Bedrosian. So, you know, hopefully these guys come come around. Um, Renhifo had a really good rookie year, I believe. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. it, it – it, it's something the Angels probably mm-hmm. weren't expecting, needing this kind of production out of him. But um, sneaky power, if he'd be able to get it, maybe his average a little bit up a little bit more, can really um, compete next year for a starting spot with uh, Fletcher and, and Lestella when they come back. And he's still growing. He's only like 22 years old. So, you know, he's maturing yeah, at the major young, league level. Super young, yep. Um, I think that's it for the news, right? Yeah, Are that's it now? for the news. Um, uh, the Arizona Fall League, if you follow us on Instagram and on Twitter, we are. I've been posting stuff about the Fall League. I think it's a really cool opportunity to see some of these young guys. Angels have, I believe, like eight guys out there right now, um, headlined by um, obviously Joe Adele, Brandon Marsh, the number one and number two prospect in the Angels organization. But you also have some pitchers out there. Isaac Matson, uh, you know, if you haven't heard the interview, go back to mm-hmm. last week. That's a great interview. A guy that turned a lot of heads. I mean, dude started in. A single A and had a ERA of below one. Went to Mobile, had a great twenty four games there, and then got bumped to the Salt Lake. So obviously, a guy that the Angels organization sees a lot of promise in, and now he's in the Arizona Fall League. You have Jemai Jones, who we've talked to, Aaron Hernandez, who we've talked to, um, you know, and, and a couple other guys. So as far as stuff to kind of look forward to, to see those guys and see how they do, I think it's it's very encouraging. Yeah, absolutely. It's always. Uh, when you see the future of the Angels and, and you, you see those glimpses of, man, it, you know what? If they continue to work with this kid, he could be something. You know, he can be the, not medicine, not right. saying the next Mike Trout, no, it, but a contributor to the right. team. And some people have said, too, and I kind of talked about it with Isaac, um, you know, there's kind of whispers that if he keeps producing the way he has, there's a good chance that he breaks, maybe not breaks camp with the Angels, but at some point breaks through and is in the Angel um bullpen next year because his strikeout rate is off the charts and he's been doing a great great job um with the angels right now in, in the farm system so again something to look out for something to just look at and just see hopefully some of these younger guys produce and able to um get better and all i mean all they're doing right now wins and losses really don't mean a whole lot in the fall league but you're just looking for the guys getting better and getting some more at bats getting some more innings absolutely get them get them matured get them going through the system all right, so that wraps it up for our week slash new segment of the show. We're going to take a quick commercial break. But before we do that, we'd like to, uh, we'd like to take a word from our sponsor here, and it's, uh, it's uh, my bookie. It's a new season. Antonio Brown is on the Patriots, kind of. Le'Veon Bell is on the Jets, Odell Beckham in Cleveland. And the one thing that hasn't changed is where I'm putting my money down on all the games, and that's my bookie. It's a place to bet on football every weekend. My bookie has better bonuses and prop bets than any sports book, period. This year, they're hosting the first online handicapping super contest. First place is guaranteed to win at least $100,000. It only costs 100 to enter. All you got to do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash prize pool. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that have been good to me. That's why my bookie is always the right play. You bet, you win, they pay. MyBookie has live in-game betting on every NFL game. They've got the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the under-over on how many, how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Uh, join now. Get up to $200 in free bets. Use promo code ARMCHAIR uh, to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use promo code ARMCHAIR 
when creating your account to claim the bonus. Bet, win, get paid. Hey, hey, what's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. Hook Vicious. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And we are back. Thank you to our sponsors. They're a huge part of why we do what we do. So go check all of them out. Do yourself a favor. They are all legit. Um, for the most part, we've tried all of them. And Bef- before, yeah, before we get into the emails, one other news that I forgot. Um, big shout out. Uh, Joe Hudson of the 66ers, GM of the 66ers, Executive of the Year in the California League. Um, if you guys listen to the podcast, know our relationship with the 66ers and how they give us access over there for um, rehab starts, um, you know, just players in general. So big shout out to Joe. Congratulations on the award that came out earlier today. Yeah, congratulations, Joe. Great guy, great organization over there in the Empire. So we have an email that you guys can always email us at, and that's allangelspodcast at gmail.com, allangelspodcast at gmail.com, or on Instagram Live, or on Instagram at halo underscore haven. We have a few questions on there as well, but we'll get into our email first, and it comes from a loyal listener, Lamar Washington. He said, what's good, fellas? Okay, I'm going to ask, is Trout the MVP, even with missing all of September? What do you think? I think... If he played, slam dunk. Easy, no questions asked. Now that he's missing the whole month of September, um, Bregman's having a great you know, a great year also. I, I still would think Trout would win it. The only thing I think that would kind of take it away from him is if Bregman goes on some kind of tear in the next um, week where he maybe he hits like three or four home runs and knocks in you know, 10 RBI. Something crazy like that might pull it back because that's going to be fresh in the voters' minds. As far as, you know, if he has just a kind of a regular week or, or subpar week, I think Trout still comes away with the MVP. But I do see now, before I didn't see anything happening where Trout wouldn't win it. Now I can actually see things might happen here or there where he doesn't win it. And so that, you know, it's going to have, now it's going to depend on the guys around him if they have like a great uh, last week of the season. Yeah. I mean, you look at the numbers and they're all. MVP worthy um, people are like oh well Bregman catch him on all the stats well yeah I mean if he does it's because Trout missed a whole month of September right and that's so, what I'm saying though if, yeah. if, if he has a great right. last week then yeah I can see it going to Bregman or, or whatever but you know if, if these guys kind of have a subpar um, rest of the season then yeah Trout should have it it's just it sucks now that it's one of those things where it's not in Trout's hand anymore he, there's nothing he can do to go out there and 
prove a point. It's going to happen. It's going to have to be those guys don't do something for him to win at this point, which sucks. But I still right now have him in the first slot. But I think that can that can move depending on what happens the rest of the year. Yeah, uh, we'll see. It uh, depends on them boat on them boaters. So we'll go to Instagram live now. So biggest player the Angels have a shot at to acquire this offseason. I think we've talked Garrett about Cole. it before. Uh, Garrett Cole, you have to go Garrett Cole because um, Angels need pitching. I mean, they need pitching, they need pitching, they need pitching, frontline pitching. Um, Garrett Cole, I think, will be the, you know, the obviously the the top guy, you know. And I think it, we talked about it in the past. There's interviews that I've done with guys in the past. Um, he wants to come and play the Angels. As long as the Angels don't go cheap on him, I think he will come here. But, again, it's going to be one of those things where um, maybe as Angel fans you start rooting against Houston in the playoffs so they don't use his arm up as much. But, you know, if 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 the Angels are willing to pay, I think he does come to Anaheim and, and is solidified that ace status that the Angels really desperately need. Let's call Yankees beat up on the Mastros. Uh, next email comes from Trevor Billings. Hi, guys. Great show. So with Robles emerging as a closer this season – do you guys see him as a closer going into next season, or do you think it's an open position? That's a good question, man. That that something I I've always kind of thought about, but never really thought about. It. It's weird, but now that I think about it, I'm like, oh man, um, I think he's earned a serious look next year. And Keenan Middleton obviously is the future of that position, but you even got a guy like Buttry who can who can get in there. So it's right. right? I I think beginning of the year. Tough. I think he starts out as a closer, and you it's kind of his job to lose. Just to kind of give you an idea of what kind of streak Robles is on of late, if you go back to July, he's pitched 32 games. I don't, he didn't pitch today, so we don't have to worry about Thursday. But he's pitched 32 games or 32 innings pitched since July, five earned runs. That's a 1.41 ERA with 33 strikeouts and only eight walks. Um, you know, I, I think you give him that opportunity to be that closer at the beginning of next year. And then if you can use, you know, Buttry and 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 Middleton as that eighth, seventh guy, I think that's a <laughs> that's going to be one of the best, you know, end of the bullpen kind of kind of rotation or kind of setup guys that you're going to have. I think in all of baseball, if those guys come back again, Middleton come back from Tommy John surgery, so now he's able to kind of get his feet wet again and and and, and really produce and get innings out there, which is great. Um, Buttry, hopefully, he returns from the first half hopefully it is a fatigue issue right Mm -hmm. now and not something more than that again that's something you're gonna have to watch out for but even cam if they bring cam back um you know as a six inning guy he had actually a really good year this year he can also add a lot of depth to that bullpen so the bullpen i'm not too worried about i think the bull a lot of the bullpen issues this year has been the innings pitch the overwork the you know having to come in in the fourth inning of a lot of games so if Kind of going back to our last question, if they do get a Garrett Cole, if they do get um, pitchers that can eat up innings and, and take it away from the bullpen, I think that will help a lot. So, again, um, I think you give Robles that chance to be the starter opening day next year. Um, you know, obviously, with the, the way the season is playing out, I think you do. Uh, and just for some people to understand, this guy is under team control for until 2022. Mm-hmm. So he's not going anywhere anytime soon if – if um, yeah, you know if if the Angels don't want him to, and he was a waiver pickup in late June by from the Mets yeah, last year, so it wasn't exactly something that they traded anything for. So again, a great pickup by Billy Epler. One other little stat before yesterday's hit that he gave up to Garner in the ninth, he hadn't given up any hit in ten innings. 
Hadn't given up a hit. Yeah, in 10 so, so well, even more so than that, he didn't give up a, anything. So yeah. technically, he had like a perfect game because he didn't give up a run or a, a hit or a walk or anything yeah. like that in over nine innings. So it quote unquote uh, a perfect a perfect game. Um, one question we got on Instagram Live: um, uh, What does our ideal rotation look like next year? The guys we have now are three, four, five guys at best. No, you're right, and I think that's I think that's why the Angels mm-hmm. need pitching. I mean, again, if you get Garrett Cole, knock on wood, he's your one. Otani can slide into your number two, and if they pick up another kind of secondary pitcher, he can be your three slash four. Uh, Haney can be your three slash four, and then um, if you're going to six man rotation, then you can bring in Canning. Canning can be a great four, great five, and then again, if you go through that six man rotation kind of thought about it, then you can have Suarez. Uh, Jaime, Peters, um, Sandoval, all those guys can compete for that six six spot. And, then, and if it's a six spot, you're not exactly looking for yeah. a, a tremendous amount of uh, um, you know contribution at that point. So again, yeah, you're right. A lot of these guys are three, four, five, and I think that's where the Angels will feel more comfortable. That's why and, the offseason is be so important. And I don't expect the Angels to go out and get they get Cole and then they go get another number two or number one. It's not going to happen. They're, what Zach they're Wheeler, do, will, Zach yeah. Wheeler will be fine. I mean, he's, yeah. I think he's a solid they'll, number three. They'll he's get a, a quality guy that can eat up innings, that can get you wins. Has been there before. They're not going to go out right. and take a take a, a let's let's roll the dice on this guy. No, because they have those guys available to them. Right. So they're going to yeah. go out, try to get Cole, and then pick up another not front line guy, but another three, four, five guy. Yeah, I mean, and, and Zach, I'm, I'm just using Zach Wheeler as an example. Yeah, but, Zach Wheeler, but but he can be a solid number three, mm-hmm. even maybe an okay number two. But again, you're going to need that depth, and and with yeah. the Angels' luck, you know, obviously these guys are. In, hopefully, they don't get injured. But if they do, you need that depth overall. Um, but yeah, I think two pitchers this offseason is not out of the question. Some people want to say catching, and I understand yeah. the catching idea because offensively they haven't produced a whole lot of. Um, uh, they haven't produced a whole lot offensively, but defensively is where you, what you want for catching. So I think obviously the, the number one, two, three, four, five, six. Um, you know, idea for this offseason is going to be pitching. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, if if a catcher falls in your lap, then great. If if not, you're not going to sweat it. If you get another bat, great, but you're not going to overextend yourself for that bat. Again, if one falls in your lap like a Lestella, like a Goodwin did this year, then fine. But you're not going to overextend yourself to get some secondary bat or secondary catcher. Or just get somebody just to get somebody. Oh, right, exactly. available, so yeah. we got them. No, you, you don't. That's not how it works. You don't do that. I think that's what happened this year. Um, right. No, I. They I, yeah. didn't settle, which is fine. They didn't settle for, oh, we're gonna go get this guy because he's the best thing of, out there. Like Keiko, for instance. You know, they didn't they didn't spend the money on him because, hey, that's the best we got. It's better than anybody we have. Well, if you think that way, you're not gonna get anywhere. Um, so yeah. Um, next question, email. Not really a question. This comes from comes from Duncan Healy. Hey, Chris San Diego, where are you? Not here. He's not, not here. here. Maybe next week, maybe the week after. Who knows? But we'll definitely have to get him back on for when we do our year of the end or end of the year awards, possibly. So um, not here yet, but maybe soon. Um, Archangel underscore pens on Instagram live. Do you think they will bring back Cole? Do you think they'll hmm. bring Cole back? We talked about a little bit earlier in the podcast. I do not. $13 million is a good chunk of change to be putting towards, like we said, pitcher. You can have good win. You can have. Um, good one to fill that spot up as of right now mm. um, until Joe's ready. Um, Hermosillo can easily slide in there and be your fourth outfielder again until uh, Joe's ready. And then you can bump um, 
you can bump Goodwin back to the fourth outfielder spot. But, yeah, I think as of right now, you're not going to worry about um, uh, Cole. I mean, we'd love to have him back, but it, and maybe they're able to work something out, you know, not pick up the option, let him be a free agent, and maybe if he doesn't get what he wants, he wants to come back for, like, a one-year deal, great. But $13 million is a lot of money that they can use, like we said, towards a pitcher. Yeah, we talked about it about it a lot on last week's show, so I don't want to get too much into it again. But, yeah, I, I just don't think that he's – I don't think the Angels will spend $13 million on, on, on him. I it just, uh, again, Goodwin proved himself this year. He earned he earned a shot to kind of be that filler guy for Joe Adele for until Joe Adele gets here. And I'm honestly not too upset about that. I'm, I'm cool with it. No, yeah. And as fans, you hate to see someone like Cole go. But yeah. if you follow the, the baseball and what's coming up and what's going on and the money issue, you you, you should – you should totally understand the move because that money can be really spent somewhere else, you know, at, at a more urgent position than outfield, like we said, pitching. Yeah. Uh, last email on our email comes from Rob Lastings. He said, I always believe you guys from day one about how this team was built for this season. And it really hit me today when I saw a graphic about teams with the most injuries. Every team on that list, except the Angels and Pirates, are legit winning teams, including the Yankees and the Dodgers. These are these teams and a few others on the top of that list. Despite key injuries, found ways to win. The Angels just were not built to win this season. Good job on calling that, guys. Yeah, thank and, you. I guess. <laughs> and, and, and you know, kind of like what we're kind of like what we're talking about before. You know, a couple weeks ago, it comes down to the farm system. Like it's not so much about your twenty-five man roster; it's about your forty-man roster and having guys ready to fill in when yeah. people get hurt. Angels are working at that, and they have some guys. There. They have some guys that can fill, come up and fill in right away. But the majority of your top prospects aren't that yet. I mean, Joe's not that yet. Brand is not that yet. Um, I truly don't think Suarez and 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 Sandoval were that no, yet. But but how to get the job. but how to get brought up because of the injuries yeah. and stuff like that. So the more depth that Billy Epler adds to this farm system, you have situations like that where. Um, X player goes down for two, three weeks, and you don't really miss a beat because you have good depth back there. Yeah. Um, but you know you need to build. The, that's why this farm system is so important, so important, so important. Yeah. Because um, you need that depth. You need that that all the way through the system, not just in the not in this, with the Angels, but with the Salt Lake and 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 the Trash Pandas now next year and and and. Uh, the 66ers, you need that depth all the way through the system. And that's why you just don't go and sign guys just because they're available to you. Keiko and or, this or trade. I mean, or more so yeah. when you trade, you know, yeah, three you of your got, top you prospects for a it. guy that might be with the team for a year a and a rent, half. A player. Yeah. You just don't do that. I mean, look at the Yankees team right now, man. They, there's a lot of uh, farm guys on that team, and look how good they are. You know, Judge, um, Sanchez, Gregorius, uh, and these are Boyd. all. Yeah, and those are all, you know, for the most part, those are all homegrown yeah, guys. I mean, yeah. obviously, John Carlo got brought in, but you know, Marcello was with Cleveland. But a lot of these guys, a lot of their main guys, are brought or have been brought in or been brought up through the, through the system, system. Through the system. And same thing with the Dodgers. Yeah, you can hate on them all you want, but they've brought up a lot of guys through the system. Or like a Max Muncie, where he wasn't a huge name, he got brought up and kind of like our the Angels La Stella yeah. outperformed what people thought. Right. You know, right. so moves like that, it's important. taking it's, waivers on guys that yeah. are kind of fringe guys, and maybe they pay off, maybe they don't. You can't look but, past those those right. acquisitions. Exactly. Um, on deck customs, shout out. 
well, the Angels talk to Albert about moving to a mentor role and retire. I don't. He does. He has a role. He and, has um, a mentor role right now, but right. as far as when retire, he re- when he re- uh, his contract, you guys look at it, is actually a twenty year contract. Ten as a player, ten as a front office guy. But there's not. It doesn't say what. He's with the Angels for ten more years after his contract, and it's on. That a, doesn't come out of the payroll. That it's, come, yeah, yeah, it's like an office role. So yeah. he's going to be on the Angels, but I don't know what. Right. Um, so you know, it'd be, out there shaking hands, kissing babies. He's always going to be a knowledgeable around. guy to have around and show right. a lot and, of the. Young and guys. I don't see him retiring again. No, he's not going to retire. I don't see him retiring just because. I mean, he's owed a lot of money. Why would you retire yeah, unless no they're going to cut? Like, cut me. Let me yeah. get that money. Cut but he, me. he's gonna he's gonna play out his contract, right? And and, and again, that is. was no fault of him. If someone's offering over market value for something, you're gonna take, take it, it regardless. That's more that's oh, yeah. that's a, more of an Artie thing than than an Albert. People want to bash well, Albert you can't for blame it. Him. That's an Artie thing. Artie super extend overextended for Albert, which you know at the time people, you know, I guess depending on who you're talking to thought it was a good idea and some other people were like this is going to do what it is which is biting you in the ass at the end of the contract right um if you didn't cash in those first couple years you knew this was kind of decline coming but kind of like we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast if you were to tell me at the beginning of this year out of otani trout upton and um uh, whatever renhifo who would and albert who would be the healthiest at the end of the year a lot of people wouldn't have said albert and yet he is and he's producing so again his production is okay. It sucks because of the contract and the level of, like where that should meet. But as far if he's just a regular player, it's not terrible. So. No, I mean, where are you going to get twenty five home runs and almost close to hundred RBIs? Yeah, not thirty three million dollars worth, but whatever. It, it, yeah, there's no point in crying over spilled milk. It, it, that's what we have, and at least he's doing something. At least it's right. not a complete loss. You know yeah, what I mean? exactly. So, so uh, another question. We'll go to our Instagram live people. Um. Will the umpire umpires improve on actually next year? God, I hope so. It's been a really bad. I'm year. not even talking about just Angel games, but like really as, as baseball year. fans, just watching baseball games. I mean, there's been some really bad calls. Really, really, really bad hard. Calls. I'm one for the uh, the strike zone. I'm for. Oh, it. I am totally for the automatic strike zone. I'm not too. get off my lawn for that one. Yeah, I am. I am. Yeah, I mean, and that itself is still kind of. Um, I don't want to say like years away, but it still seems like it is, um, you know, maybe one, two years away. I kind of feel like it's not going to happen right away, but God, I hope they're more accurate than, than this year because I mean, it's a hard job, but God, I mean, if you're, if, if these games are coming down, just balls and strike calls, striking out on a, on a call third strike, the end of game, like a one run game, that better be a strike. You know what I mean? So, um, umpires have a really hard job. I get it, but with so much, you know, so much on these games, especially at this time of the year, you want to get well, it right. Well, when the technology is there and you're pretty much calling out these umpires, you might as well use the technology that's in front of you. You know, tennis yeah. uses it. Why not baseball? Yeah, exactly. Okay, another question we have on our Instagram Live. Again, follow us on Halo underscore Haven. Um, why do we spend money on everything but pitching, which we need? I think that's kind of wrong because – That's very wrong. Because um, they spent money on pitching. It's just – it's hard when the pitching doesn't pan out, um, but they spend money. I mean, the Angels spend money. Granted, it's not on the right you know, people, but they spend money. When you think about the money they've spent, they spent a lot of money on Trout, which what they, which they had to do. Because if they didn't, it'd be That was the easiest no-brainer okay? of all time. Secondly, when they spend a lot of money, then 
the other the other closest time I could send him spending a lot of money was on Upton. But at the time, we needed a left fielder that can produce, and I thought it was a good. I was happy when it happened. Well, even too okay, yeah. Going back to Upton, yeah. I was fine with it because right. at the time you got to remember, at the time there wasn't an Otani even in the picture yeah. when he resigned. Right. So in my eyes, when they it was signed a great when, addition when they signed Upton, I was like, yeah. okay, cool. He could play left field for like two years and fine. then DH and then DH. Yeah. And then you have Otani, which Otani is. A, Kind the, of like it's going to be like a once in a generational talent. You don't pass you, that you don't up. Pass that up, especially for the money that they got him for exactly. minor league contract. Exactly, so they so, spent no money on. So Otani, you're going to you're going to slide him into that DH spot because that's the only offensive position he can really play. But still, at the same time, it's like okay, well now what do you do with Upton? So you know, hindsight being twenty twenty, yeah, maybe you don't offer Upton that contract. But at the time, you it have was, you had no idea that yeah. Otani was even going to be considering the Angels as a, as a landing spot. Everyone had like Seattle or. Um, New York, because I think New York and Seattle had the most money to offer him in that international pool money thing. But he picked the Angels partly, you know, partly because of Trout, partly because of Epler, and now that kind of leaves Upton out. Because in the last part of the years, I was expecting this Upton to kind of split time with Albert mm-hmm. for DHing. But now that <laughs> Otani's there, that kind of threw a whole wrench in it. But yeah. you know, again, hindsight being twenty twenty, but at the time I was really excited for Upton. So they do spend money and. As far as pitching, they offered a lot of contracts, a lot of pitchers last year. They just chose not to come here, right? And and so, and, I mean, and I I've, I've I heard this. I've I've had I've heard this a lot. I've read this a lot too from um, people kind of that follow baseball, like ESPN, Fox. You know the the main guys. GMs now are not as emotional as they were maybe in the early two thousands, mid two thousands, where. An agent gets in a room with them, and, and the agent can hype them up. Hey, this guy's going to do this. Hey, this guy's going to do that. Hey, this guy can bring this kind of money or blah, blah, blah. They don't – They don't like GMs now are like cold-blooded. Like this is what we value them at. This is what we're willing to offer. That's all we're going to – Take it or leave it. it. Yeah. There's no one else that's going to – there's no one else that's going to – you know, there's nothing that's going to make them fluctuate where before agents would talk and be like, hey, you know, like – Try to sell and like be a salesman, but now, but now GMs nowadays are just going to be the type that's going to be like, nope, this is what we're doing, and I think that's what happened with with like, um, if you want to say, uh, 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 Patrick Corbin and stuff like that. That I think they gave him an offer, but they, I don't think they were willing. They didn't value what he can bring to the Angels over that, and so hey, we'll give you this offer, which we think is fair, which we think is you know just, but we're not going to overreach and we're not going to. Um, extend ourselves, um, especially with an offseason thing where I think you know they kind of had an idea the trout thing was coming down down the pike and they didn't want to have to worry about um, money issues. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, so yeah. what's going to happen to number forty, Luis Garcia? I mean, I don't know. Um, he's a good back end guy. He's six, a good back end guy. He guy might be. He might be a guy that. Um, I mean, I don't know. We'll see what happens. That 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 kind of stuff is um he'll be he can be one of those guys that I can see maybe not getting tendered going the way of I mean, look, uh Blake Parker, everyone loved Blake Parker last year and he had a great year last year with the Angels. They didn't they didn't tender him and then he ended up going to Minnesota and then they ended up releasing him at the end of the like like I think like a month ago, month and a half ago. So yeah. Do they see a future with with Garcia? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. He's just one of those guys that's going to be interesting to look out for the rest of the se- or during the off season. Um, Ninjas are going to have to stock up on pitching this off season. Yes, we agree. We talked about that a little bit earlier. Um, let's see. Whatever. What else do we have? 
Uh, okay, here we go. One more or a couple more. What was the high point in 2019? I'd say finishing the Dod- or finishing the Dodgers sweep was. I would say July 12th when the no hitter was pitched. Yeah. Okay. That's easy. That's easy. I was thinking the same thing, but other than that, if you take the Skaggs thing off the table, I would say Otani's. Um, Otani cycle was cycle. cool. Was cool. It, it was something. Again, when we talked about when it happened, cycles aren't that rare as people think, no. but it was still cool to see it. It would have been awesome if he was home to do it, but um, that was really cool. Um, other than that, I mean, it's pretty cool to see Pujols pass a lot of these records yeah. as far as hits, doubles, yeah. extra base hits. That stuff is pretty cool, but um, not not a whole lot. Um, not a whole lot is going to happen you know, or to be the uh, upside or whatever. Um, Cole, uh, what do you think about Cole Calhoun making? We talked about that a little bit earlier. He's not making it next year unless the Angels decide to pay him. And it's yeah. thirteen million. But well, um, it's it's fourteen. But if they they don't pick up the options, like ten. I million. thought it was thirteen and twelve. So if they really no, it's had, fourteen and fourteen and thirteen. Okay. Well, either yeah, way, either way, it, they're not going to pay him. He's not going to get that unless the Angels decide to. So it's really up to the Angels whether yeah, I don't they're going to pick up that that option. Yeah, on I don't think they not. do that, and I don't think they tender him a, a qualifying offer because technically nah. the qualifying offer is like fifteen million. Yeah. So you be offering yeah. him more no. money. So you, I think you lose Cole next year, and and we've kind of talked about that a little yeah. bit already. Um, let's see. This is an, well, the Angels uh, still consider spin rate wins. I think I, that's just baseball. In general, I think that's right? baseball. Yeah, I don't think that's strictly Angels, and no. maybe you're hearing it more from the Angels, um, because obviously we're Angels fans and we tend to yeah. pay attention more to their stuff. Yeah, but spin rate, I think, is one of those things that's here to stay for. Yeah, anyone for 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 any team. Um, it's baseball in general, and the funny part though is. Is these guys? I mean, some of your top teams, like the Astros, like the Dodgers, kind of started the spin rate phenomenon years ago, mm-hmm. and now it's kind of catching on. Everyone else is playing catch up. Yeah, and everyone to talk about how the Houston Astros and the Dodgers and 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 the Yankees are always so good. Well, because when this analytical thing started, they were the they like jumped the, ahead of they everybody. were the pioneers. They had like a two yeah. to three year start on everybody, and now. The Angels are, and well, not even the Angels, but most of the Major League Baseball are trying to catch up, and that's why it seems like they're always so far ahead of everybody. And we recently heard it with the Angels more with with Brad Austin being the manager. They, well, even Doug it. White, Doug White coming uh-huh. from the Astros, brought that stuff, brought that yeah. kind of stuff over um, from them. But again, I think spin rate is not a strictly a Angels Angel thing. thing. I think that is definitely a Major League Baseball thing. And again, um, trends happen, and then it's going to take something different to buck the trend and go back to whatever you want to say. But I think spin rate, you know, obviously with technology, it's a lot easier than – I mean, shoot, what, five, ten years ago? You didn't even think – you didn't nah. know what the hell spin rate was. Nah. So, or um, launch angle. Or, or launch like angle or any of that stuff. So, yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, that's, uh, that's pretty much all the questions we got on um, – do you, uh, Angel Central? Yeah, they're gonna pick up Goodwin. Goodwin's under control. There's nothing to pick up. I mean, yeah, off- he's not with the team for another two, three years. So yeah, I, mean, I mean, they're under team control. I mean, arbitration eligible stuff like right, that. Right, so he'll so, get a pay bump. He ain't going anywhere. But yeah, he ain't going anywhere. Yeah, he's he's easily gonna stay for Mary a while. Says, I hope the Dodgers win it. I hope anyone but the Astros win it, so that Garrett Cole doesn't have to use his arm up. So right, much. exactly. Hopefully, he gets bounced in the first. Let's game. Go Yankees, that'd baby. Be, that'd be great. Go Yankees. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that's pretty much it. Thank you to everybody on Instagram, Instagram Live. If you guys are listening to it, to us on the download, 
You guys can email us at allangelspodcast at gmail.com. If you want to send us questions on Instagram, that's halo underscore haven, like these people did on our Instagram live feed right now. I love interacting with you guys on, online. I know Dan does too. It's, it's always cool to see these these questions, these topics pop up that we're not kind of ready for. You know, we give our legit straight right. answer to. Off the top of the head, kind of hold, hold on. Let me type up this. Let me do research right here yeah. on the spot while Johnny's talking kind of deal. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, again, follow us, Halo underscore Haven, on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, allangelspodcast at gmail.com. And, uh, and one thing we're asking for, for you guys out there listening, um, you know, and even too, because in the Instagram live, people can hear us now. If you listen to the podcast and you want to see something different, something more, something less, let us know. Um, DMs are open. Let us know. Trying to improve for the next season. Same thing with you. Uh, people on Instagram live. If you guys aren't a podcast person, all right, cool. But um, what can we do to make you a podcast person? I guess is a good question to have. Right. Um, let us know again. DMs are open. Emails at allangelspodcast at gmail.com. I just, you know, we want to try to make this better going into next season, going to the third full year of the All Angels podcast and just right. always trying to make the, the, the next step. I want to answer Cecilia Roselle's question. I think that's what it is. She says, what does arbitration eligible mean? So, when a when a guy is on a like first contract, he's like usually a guy like let's say Renjifo. Uh Renjifo is on a minor league deal. He signed through the minor leagues, came into the system. He's under team control for a beat, I think six or seven years. After the six years, yeah. after the third year, you're eligible for arbitration, which means you're not you're not eligible to go into free agency. You're not a free agent until the six years are up. But after the third year, you can go and say, "Hey, man, I've been playing good, Angels. I need a I need a, a race." And the angels can say, "Well, we'll give you, we, we'll give, oh sure, we'll give you a one point, we'll give you a one point two million dollar raise." And he says, "No, I think I deserve more." Then you go to arbitration, which is a person who decides whether he's earned that contract. A neutral party, yeah, a neutral party to decide whether or not he deserves uh, the one point five instead of one point two. I'm just but, throwing numbers. But, but you know, no, but the angels have had a really good history of not even going that far because when you get arbitration eligible, you can still settle. You can still and, and they did this with Trout. They gave him a really good deal and they 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 pretty much bought out his arbitration year. So they said, hey, for the next five years, we're going to give you this much this amount of money. His last contract, mm-hmm. and we're not going to worry about that. So they have that option. And then sometimes when you have guys like a Blake Parker last year, like a mm-hmm. Matt Shoemaker last year, where arbitration came up, and what they felt was the arbitration number was going to be more than they really thought, they thought he, would. he was worth. So they let him, go. let him go. So obviously at that point you're a free agent, you can go sign wherever, but team has control over a player um, for six years. Once they break with the major league team. So you have, that's why you hear stories about guys being in the minors, grinding it out for, you know, seven, eight, nine years and finally getting a call up. And it's a big deal mm-hmm. because the team has control over them. Um, until they actually break through, and then that's when they quote unquote start their clock. So, yeah. um, arbitration, no, that's a great question. And, yeah. if, and again, if you guys have more questions like this, especially maybe terms you guys are hearing now, getting closer to you know, off season arbitration, acquisition, uh, non tender, tendered, stuff right? Like and stuff like that, go ahead, shoot us up. We'll, we'll talk about it on the podcast. That's a, yeah. that's a great now. I'm glad you asked that because yeah, that is question. actually a great, great topic to talk about with people that. Um, maybe aren't followed so deep in Angels yeah, baseball, not, or maybe are just getting into of, it. Yeah, yeah that's, not no, that's a great inside great question. baseball yeah, talk. Exactly. So, yeah, that's a great question to ask. Again, here on uh, our Instagram live, Halo underscore, Halo underscore Haven, Twitter, same thing, Halo underscore Haven, or our All Angels Podcast at Gmail Awesome. All right. So, thank you guys again for listening. Uh, follow us, uh, rate us, uh, subscribe to us, 
and continue to uh, be awesome. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, I'm Johnny Max. I'm Dan Garcia. And you've listened to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep. The application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs. Just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. 
Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows all state to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. All state fire and casualty insurance company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.